Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast. A podcast where we invite you to be part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James. Today we're talking about Gen Con. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Last week, well, we didn't have a podcast last week because it was no ordinary week. This past week, we finally arrived at Gen Con. Uh, watch how you say we. Okay, okay. By we, I mean like the we as a you? community of collectively. Okay, like say you <laughs> and everybody else. <laughs> so I, I had to watch the madness uh, unfold from from home slash work um and so let's just let's just start and let's get into our gen con recap uh the first day of gen con was thursday most quite a few of you showed up on wednesday and and kind of just like acclimated yourself to the area what you know had some dinner or whatever but on thursday after whatever is going to be happening why don't you go ahead and give us how the story unfolded from your point of view. <laughs> well, I have to preface this on Wednesday when we were walking back to our hotel room, because we all knew we were going to get up early. We walked by where the door for Lorcana was going to be. And there was a lady standing over there and she's standing by where the like stanchions, the ropes were. And we're like, is, are you lining up for Lorcana? Or I was like, we were like, what's going on? And she's like, well, we heard a rumor that people are going to start lining up at four in the morning. So we thought we'd just beat the rush. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where did you hear this rumor? She's like, in the Discord. I was like, are you part of the HQ Discord? She's like, no, I'm not part of that Discord. I just have been hearing that. <laughs> and, uh, it just made me laugh because we were kind of trying to be secretive about it. So the scalpers didn't know when we were going to meet up and have this just random person being like, I heard a rumor on the Discord. It made me laugh. So that's a preface. We did get up. I actually failed because I set my alarm for 3.30 p.m. instead of a.m. And luckily, luckily, one of my roommates, uh, Spencer with the Glimmer Gang, got us all up around 4.15, 4.30. Showered real quick. We headed over there. We got there by like 4.30, 4.45. But there was already about... 50 to 70 people there at 4.30 in the morning. And there were like news crews there. They were interviewing people. Jaunty got interviewed. Um, and by the time 6 o'clock came around, 6 o'clock is when they opened the doors to the convention center. I'd say there's probably 150 to 200 of us. And the doors actually opened early. Like some people said it's 10 minutes early, but I remember it being more like five minutes early. And once it opened, people like sprinted over there to where the line was going to be. And unfortunately, I was off to the side. And I was literally the last one in. There's one guy who's going to be behind me, but I was like, you know what? I may as well be the last one in. And while we're at this part of the story, shout out to Ben uh, Waxman, who I met at this time. And... Sentenzo, I'm sorry if I forgot your name. You said that you were in the Discord. I tried to find you. So if you're listening to this, find me because I want to talk to you again. So we get inside and there's this roped off area, the same area that I was talking about last night. And this Gen Con employee told us, if you're here for Lurkana, line up in this roped off area. So we line up and um, again, there's probably about 150 of us. And there we waited for the next three hours. While slowly, the crowd in front of the doors got bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're like off to the side in this roped off area. And then at about 9 o'clock, well, leading up to this point, another employee had like increased the line. She had organized it. And so then at 9 o'clock, this 
other Gen Con employee comes up and he says, there's an online policy. And he opens up the ropes. And all of a sudden, we'd been there since four o'clock, some people since like one o'clock the night before. And instead of being in this big mass group of people in front of the doors, we're off to the side, like on the flank. And we were just, I don't know, our, we were so frustrated and agitated. And then the clock kept ticking. 10 o'clock is when the doors open. You've seen the videos. It was like shoulder to shoulder people. When those doors opened, they gave like, <laughs> this is a whole nother story itself, but usually they let the ADA people go in first. They gave them about 90 seconds to clear the crowd before they're like, all right, come on in. And once they said, come on in, it was chaos, pure chaos. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. I've never been a part of the crowd where the only option was to go forward. I couldn't go side to side. I couldn't go backwards. I was just being pushed forward against my will. And it was like shoulder to shoulder. And our good friend, Brandon, he got like squished in the box he was carrying with the jerseys in it. Got all crumpled up and somebody else got pushed into somebody in a wheelchair and the wheelchair almost tipped over. It was it was craziness. And then <laughs> and then I can't remember if it was the same one or a different Gen Con employee, but somebody says, Lorcana people, you have to go through these doors over there. And all of a sudden everybody does an about face and runs the other direction. And I'm one of those. Um I turn around and I walk as quickly as I can. I get inside the convention hall only to have a Robinsberger employee tell me you have to go outside and line up, which I did. And I went and I lined up and I stood there for two and a half hours. I didn't move. And people from Robinsberger kept coming out and they're like, well, the line's moving. I promise you it is. And I was like, really? Because I have not moved. I was not in a good mood. And eventually they came around and said, apparently on the inside the line was up to eight people deep at some spot some spots i'm just like when i was in there you guys told me i had to come back out and i did why didn't you make those guys come back out i don't know it was we were talking about this before we got on the air like for a lot of us we just felt defeated by this experience i still got a booster box but the whole experience itself was very uh discouraging it was very discouraging and luckily they worked with Gen Con and rectified the situation over the next three days. They had a much better system. Uh, Gen Con actually changed their policy so that there could be a line just for Lorcana, which is something they've never done before. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would have thought. But that I, was I mean, Thursday. Yeah, so that was Thursday. And I mean, there's they they had to do something. I mean, they 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 had too many things go wrong and too many people were upset and the, the optics of it were too bad that uh, they had to do something. So, I mean, th there's, and, and just watching it from afar was like, I, I was upset just watching it. And, you know, I'm like this, all of this Gen Con, whoever was there was based. I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive someone at Gen Con up in the, up in the upper offices was like, uh, make sure that we can get our photo op of that crowd getting in through that door, you know, make sure that that photo op happens. And whoever took that went downstairs and was like, no line, make sure, you know, everybody gather up because we need that photo op, even though they didn't say it. I'm pretty sure that was the reason was they need that Gen Con photo op where the show opens. And every year it's a big deal that look at all these people that are crowding in to get into Gen Con. It's the way it is every year. Gen Con so cool. Look at what's happening. I feel like that was probably part of the problem was them wanting to continue that tradition instead of doing what was obvious, which was there's this line of people who never, this never happens at Gen Con. Maybe you should take care of these people like you had been all night and keep the line going, but we can't, do anything about it at this point and as you mentioned they did fix the issue for the remaining days uh so kind of like you know what it just let it go <laughs> <laughs> i do want to share one peculiar one interesting story from this experience apparently uh steve warner's son was in line <laughs> and he was like right on the other side of the rope for me i didn't recognize him 
So I was talking to Steve about this. I was like, did you really make your son line up for cards? He's like, I didn't make him. He wanted to buy cards. I was like, your son has to buy Lorcana cards. It's like, yeah, he has to get his own cards. <laughs> Just like I figured since he was your son that he'd be like Lorcana royalty and have access to everything. He's like, nope, he's got to buy him just like everybody else. Wow. That's rough. <laughs> he does not mess around. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it secret. Keep it safe. But it was it was an interesting experience. I, I'm pretty sure you followed me on Twitter, but there were a lot of people that were following my experience because I was tweeting out like every half hour. <laughs> It's been 90 minutes and I still have not moved. Yeah, and a that. lot of people got invested in my journey. Like it was it was kind of hilarious. And then once I finally got the product, I probably had on that post almost 400 likes when I finally showed my booster box that I got. And then everybody was like, you have to do a box opening so we can see what you got. And yes. so I did. I just did a, a quick box opening. It was like 20 minutes. And it's, I hate to say it because... I hate doing this type of content, but it was easily our most viewed video. It already had over a thousand views. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it's a box opening. Those things are awesome. So, um, but what happened uh, for a lot of people um, that we know that were there, uh, a lot of them kind of just like disconnected for a little while. And, you know, we didn't hear from you guys. Like I was actually like wondering what the heck was going on because a lot of you guys just like, went radio silent for a while after the whole line debacle. And you, I think were one of the only ones that was like continuously tweeting about things. And uh, a few other people were just like silent. And I'm like that, you know, that something serious happened when like a bunch of people who are regularly chatty online are like not chatting at all. And we were furious. Like yeah. there were definitely hard feelings towards this whole experience. I mean, I was talking to, again, Brandon of uh, B Squared, and we're just like, we felt discouraged. We felt defeated. Like, after I got my booster box, like I said, everybody wanted me to open the box, but I kept replying. I was like, I have to get to a place mentally where I'm actually excited to open this box because right now I'm just angry and I'm tired. Getting up at four in the morning to, to have, I mean, just doing a convention day is hiring it's long and there's a lot of emotions there's you have lots of highs and lows and unfortunately this one just had like the worst lows and you just had to get back to some kind of even keel which i throughout the weekend it, it's obvious that that happened and kind of the the first day kind of faded into the background fairly quickly after after that first day which was good um but yeah, it's it's definitely conventions are are no joke uh, when you're and if you're dealing with something like that, it, it just gets so much worse. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how you camp out overnight for these because, like I said, they're at four thirty. I didn't check out till one thirty, and I think the point where the tide started to turn is when we had our meetup that evening. Actually, let's talk about that since it's the the first day. Because I mean, you didn't have. Uh, we're going to talk about your starter deck tournament and a bunch of other stuff, but that was until the next day, correct? Yeah. Let's talk about the meetup. So you guys had actually booked a room at the convention to hold a Lorcana HQ meetup, correct? So the genesis, yes, that's correct. The genesis of this was I'd been talking on Twitter about doing a meetup. And the person behind the Gen Con social media account on Twitter actually reached out to me and she's like, you know, you can book a room through Gen Con and we'll reserve a space for you. I was like, that would be so nice. That'd be super easy. So I submitted an event. It was probably like two months before and it kept getting rejected and I kept resubmitting it. And he, like I had gotten to the point where I just gave up. And then I kid you not. Like a week before Gen Con, I get an email saying, your event has been approved. Here's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent an email or I sent a message to the other mods in the Lorcana HQ Discord. I was like, I have a room, but we, at this point, we'd already talked about like doing something else. I was like, do you guys want me to like advertise this or should we just go with what we're doing? Like, you did this. Let's do it. This makes it so much easier. And it turned out to be... In the hotel that we stayed at, the uh, well, it was in the JW Marriott. We were in the Spring Hill. Anyway, 
Um, and it was this big room. It was the, the tickets for the event sold out like almost within two or three days. They made me list a certain like amount of people that I expected for this event. And I just put a hundred and yeah, within two or three days, all the tickets had been purchased. They were free, but still the fact that people added this to their cart saying they wanted to come was amazing. And so seven o'clock rolls around and there's already like two people in the room. Like I got there about six thirty, six forty five, just to be there. And there were already people there with their cards out. And then once seven o'clock hits, more and more people start filtering in. And there were just like so many, how do I say this? Like we've been talking to these people in the discord for almost a year, a lot of them. And you would never guess that this was our first time meeting in real life because it was like we were among friends, like we'd known each other for so long. And the other thing that was so interesting to me was so many people came up to me who maybe I've interacted with in the past, but um, like they came up and they're like, oh, thank you for organizing this. You're a great part of the community. Okay. It's just interesting to see what kind of impact we have on this community without even realizing it. And there are so many people I want to shout out um, for how kind they are, but I'm afraid that if I do, I would miss some people. So just know everybody who I met there, I'm super grateful for the opportunity that we had to meet, and I'm super grateful that everybody came. But the highlight of this event was, I don't know, probably around 8 o'clock. Steve, Ryan, and Rochelle come walking in. And at this point, I'm sitting at the back of the room, and my back is to the door. I'm talking to Trey, you know, Cabled, and his wife. And then all of a sudden, I just hear this clapping and this applause, and immediately I knew that Steve and Ryan were there. I didn't know Rochelle was there, but I just knew that Steve and Ryan were there. And I turned around, and people were clapping for, like, almost a full minute like it gave me goosebumps and they just walked in and you could see just how grateful they were you could just see the gratitude in their eyes and then uh to break the moment somebody's like speech speech and ryan was like well i don't know what i'm supposed to say but not only did they show up but they stayed there for probably a good hour and a half And they chatted with everybody. They made sure to go around and talk to everybody. Um, And it was just a really neat experience to have them up there talking Lorcana with us and interacting with the community. Yeah, it sounds like it was a great time and seeing all the pictures and everything. And uh, yeah, I know that uh, having them show up was a a very welcome surprise. Uh, And I think beyond just the coolness of it you know hey you know the creators of this game the guys running this thing that you know have been we've been seeing on on twitter and in interviews for most people are like here standing in front of us people that are responsible like rochelle responsible for giving so many card uh, reveals to to the community and all of this stuff and i think that what it actually turned out to be beyond all of that was as you mentioned where things started to turn around it was like it was like a healing moment for a lot of people to just kind of get back into the mindset of being a fan of Lorcana and being able to enjoy their experience after the the mess of the morning. It's like that it's like that switch that was turned for a lot of people um, where they were able to then go forward from the weekend to actually have a good time. Because I know it felt like things changed after that. It felt like everyone was like talking again and being and posting pictures and doing and opening stuff and showing gameplay and all that other stuff where from like mid after like early afternoon or actually it was late morning for me but um for like mid afternoon for hours it just felt like it was like kind of everything was felt like down and it just it felt like everything was starting to lift again that night yeah i totally 100 percent agree um i definitely felt that way I think that I'm going to look back on this meetup and also dub it the unofficial sticker exchange because this is where all the content creators exchanged stickers and gave them out to people as well. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But it was uh, it was such a neat experience. 
All right. So you have this awesome meetup. You guys hang out for a few hours. You play games. Uh, were you guys trading and stuff at that point? So those of us who had cards, and I guess I did have cards at that point, but I didn't bring them with me. So there was a lot of that. Like some people had some cards, but there really wasn't a lot going on at this time because I'll be honest, a lot of people gave up on the line at at some point because they were just so discouraged. Um, but definitely a lot of that happened during the course of the event. So mostly it was just people like playing proxy cards. It was people going around uh, signing other people's cards and playmats. Uh, Octotroph from the Lorcana HQ Discord server, he bought one of those playmats that Medina had made and had... I think he had just about everybody sign it, That's including cool. including Steve and Ryan. And then he, what he did was he had a deck of cards, like playing cards, and everybody who's interested in uh, wanting to win this playmat, they took a card, and at a certain point, he drew it and announced the winner. So that was like a really cool, fun thing that he did that he didn't have to do. Right. Um, that was enjoyable. Uh. <laughs> There were a lot of people asking Steve and Ryan to sign cards and playmats and other stuff. And I was just being a goof, a goofball. And I said, Hey, Ryan, can you sign my forehead? <laughs> he actually took out his gold. So you can't really see it, but he took out a gold Sharpie and signed my forehead right here wow. on the right side. <laughs> what a fanboy. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like I said, I was kind of joking. But as soon as I saw him do it, I was like, as soon as I started, saw him starting to go for it. I was like, all right, this is going to happen, and I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's let's move on to the rest of the week. And so the other things that have been happening uh, at Gen Con or will be happening are starter deck challenges, learn to plays, and the, the madness of the day, which kind of was buried in all the, ma- the, the, the insanity of the line, was the announcement of the Enchanted Rarity. Uh, and the whole chase that was that started happening with that, where people like the first one to find it, if they tweeted about it, they could get some special event prize or something. Um, so there was all of this stuff going on. But going forward from here, the next and the next day, you had your starter deck challenge. So uh, go ahead and uh, tell us, you know, what happened there, what that was like, kind of the run us through what the event w- was like when you got through it. Well, it's hilarious that you said that about the Enchanted Rares because I forgot to even talk about that when I was recapping Thursday. Like, it made that level of impact on me. Even though I drew an Enchanted Rare in my booster box that I got that day. Got the Mickey Wayward Sorcerer, which was kind of cool. That is very cool. (laughs) Yes. Um, But people made fun of me on my video because I did not have much energy because I was still pretty tired. I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, the starter deck challenge. Yes. So uh, I had my starter deck challenge on Friday and it was at 10 o'clock. So I wasn't able to line up to get more product because what happened was since it was such a snafu, they didn't end up clipping people's badges if they didn't get all the accessories. So I got a booster box, but they let us go back through again. So we'd have a chance to get the accessories. Um, but because my event was at 10 o'clock, I just, I slept in and I'm not, I don't regret it. I say good call. Um, so you show up there, it was in hall B at the event center and there was, I don't know, a whole bunch of tables set up. You go, you check in, you have to have your melee account, which you're going to have to have when you uh, go to your local game store to play the regular games. They had you check in. And then what happened was after everybody checked in, they made announcements about how it was going to work. They handed a starter deck out to everybody and they told us not to open it until everybody had one. And then they they had us open up the booster pack and lay out all the 12 cards so you could see them. And then they had to come by and take a picture of all the booster packs with your name tag in it. Because they wanted to track that. So that took a while. And then when they were done with that, they gave us, I don't know, like 12 or 15 minutes to uh, sleeve up our starter deck. And then with the starter deck tournament, with the booster pack, we could use any card from that. It didn't matter which color 
like you could use any color any of the six inks um i got the ruby amethyst deck which i was really pleased with because everybody was like oh that's the best deck but apparently i'm not the best player <laughs> my booster pack the rare card was the mickey rogue on emerald so he didn't really benefit me that much the only cards that really helped were the evasive tinkerbell i added and fanning the flames the action where you can ready up a character so i sleeve up and then i get matched against this guy who <laughs> is like a professional level card game player i was like oh yeah i've only played like three games of this demolished me he the first game he pulled out like two dragon fires, especially once I had my Doctor Facilier agent provocateur out. He dragon fired that, and then mother's mother knows best everything else, and I lost. Second round, he uh, I can't remember, but he beat me. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he played three Rapunzels in a row, so that was hard to beat. My second round, my second opponent. Um, he was not a professional level magic player, but he's been grinding the magic competitive scene tournaments for like 20 years. And again, he beat me just easy peasy. So round three, um, shout out to Scott Howland. <laughs> uh, we're friends on Twitter. He didn't want to play cause we were both zero and two and he wanted to go have lunch with his friends, but he was kind enough to, uh, play that round with me and I was able to win that round so I did not go home without winning a single game <laughs> um, but it was fun I learned that I really need to practice if I want to be a competitive player but it was still fun repetition gotta play a lot of games well that's just it I was like well, you and I played a lot of starter deck games before I went there. And then I can't tell you how many like games like Eric from the gamer said, I just goldfished against myself while I was at work. So I had a good mulligan strategy. Um, I thought, and I knew how the decks worked. I knew how many of each card was in each deck. So I thought I had a pretty good shot, but nope. Did you did you just uh, not draw well, or did you just? I mean, was it just where they had like just the perfect plays and they didn't make any mistakes, kind of a thing? First guy for sure. The second round, I really can't remember like at all. But the third round, I played my deck perfectly. Like I played it the way that is meant to be played. So, yeah. So I mean, you did you did okay not great but <laughs> you know they're not they're not losses they're learning lessons that's right but i really wanted that top eight play i know mat. i know that I was had, for those of you for those of you who don't know it was a play mat and had six of the nick nicholas cole art cards on the mat it was a beautiful play mat very cool so that was the starter deck challenge uh and then uh after that, I mean, it was basically just enjoying the convention for most of the rest of the convention, correct? It really was. I had secured a learn to play at one point, but I released it because I figured I already know how to play the game. I'll let somebody else <laughs> uh, take this spot, which I kind of regret because I missed out on a starter deck. But I like to tell myself somebody else got that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the rest of the convention was mostly just having fun. And I just wanted to take a moment here to shine a light on some of the unseen moments. Um, because we talked about a lot of these on on Twitter. But there were some things that I just wanted to share. Um, so when we were at the meetup on Thursday night, those of you who know Medina, he organized the Lorcan HQ Discord. Um, that guy was a machine. First of all, he got a ton of cards uh, because he wants to provide them to his players back at his local game store. But there was a certain point where I was talking to the Ohana Lorcana family 
And so the dad was there and he had one of his kids and Medina walks by and he just casually like his hand is down by his side and he hands a booster pack out, like trying to be all sly. And he gives it to the the kid standing there and then he just walks off. And it's like, that was such a generous thing that he did there. And it was something that he didn't have to do. I already talked about a couple of these about Steve's son waiting in line. The art director for Lorcana, his name is Matthew Ng. He said that <laughs> he had his wife wait in line for Lorcana too. So apparently yes. Robinsberger employees just do not get Lorcana cards. <laughs> not enough Lorcana cards. Yeah. There was somebody in the Discord, and I apologize I haven't taken a picture yet. His name is Jordan, and he goes by Symbiotic Carnage in the Discord. He actually messaged me like a week before Gen Con. He's like, hey, I want to make this shirt for you. Um, and he's like, how into this flounder thing are you? <laughs> <laughs> so he made the shirt with um, like a meme on the front with flounder. And then it had the Citizens of Lorcana logo on the side. And then on the back, it had the meme that I made with flounder over the head of the Mandalorian. And it says, this is the way. And uh, I wore that pretty much most of the day i think friday but that was just a really sweet thing and then like i was standing in line that thursday and this guy's like hey jared it's like i'm a big fan uh, and he handed me like a oswald funko soda pop can and i uh i was like hey i was like thank you and i was like remind me what's your name and his name is andy ewing i don't even think he's in the discord server but we know each other on twitter and just like people are so generous. And the one other shout out I want to give to you was I had somebody message me. Her name is Rach. And um, I don't think I know we've never talked before this. She messaged me on Twitter and she's like, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm going to be at Gen Con. I would love to meet up. And as a content creator, I wish you could have been there, James. Like it was just so rewarding to have somebody be like, I'm a fan and I just want to say thank you. So uh, she was in line Friday morning and so I went and said hello and it was just like the coolest thing. She's such an awesome person. So that was, those are just some of the unseen moments that help make Gen Con special. That's, that's really cool. And uh yes i i would definitely wanted to be there i didn't stay away because i didn't want to go i know i know i know um but uh i will say and uh jared's not paying me for this and uh we are two separate people we are not both the citizens of Lorcana, just so it's clear jared is uh to me like the embodiment of Lorcana uh in the community aspect because he is so generous he says everybody's so generous and so nice and so that's because he's so generous and nice he provides uh positive comments and uh reactions and he's just always there being uh part of the Lorcana experience in my mind um from the beginning and so i think it was just a reward for all of that that you've put out that was being sent back to you so that's why it feels so good because you were putting all of that out. So that's my opinion on, on all of that. Well, I will say that. Thank you very much. That's what, that's one of my big takeaways from this experience is the community is just as awesome in, in person as it is online. I mean, people are so kind and so welcoming and so accepting. Um, <laughs> it just, it's so cool to see. I, and and awesome, I just love it? being a part of it. It really is. And and the thing is, you know, having gone to conventions for so many years, you do get like for the convention, like I go to since I go to Comic-Con in San Diego every year, it's it's even though I don't see certain people every single year, if I've seen them and I've become friends with them at the convention and I don't see them for four or five years and I see them again. I can stand there and have a conversation with them and they are, it's like no time has passed. And because, you know, we're like, Hey, we're at this thing that we love this comic-con and we're doing the things we love. And that just gets 
amplified when you're both there for the same thing, uh, which uh, so many of you were that were interacting with each other. You're all there. You're huge fans of Lorcana. And that kind of just like entwines you all together in a special way. Uh, so, yeah, I get totally what happened there. And it was so awesome to see that so many people were having a good time uh, and just interacting and playing games and trading and uh, supporting each other and having and just having a blast for for the rest of the weekend. It was so cool. My only complaint was that I didn't have more time to hang out with more people. I mean, I have a persona online, but in person, I'm definitely much more of a follower than like a gatherer of people together. And when I was reflecting on my time at Gen Con, I sat there and I was like, why didn't I hang out with this person more? Why didn't I hang out with that person more? I mean, if I could go back, that's definitely something that I would change. I mean, I loved hanging out with the people that I hanged out, hung out with. Don't get me wrong. But I do wish I had taken the opportunity or that I had more time. <laughs> because even though it was four four days, it didn't feel like no, it, like, it felt does. like two days. Yeah. Comic-Con this year went by so fast. I was like, <laughs> it's there. And then all of a sudden it was Sunday morning. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I've put it this way. He said, Thursday felt like a month. Friday felt like a day and Saturday felt like an hour. It's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of true. Like it's true. that line experience on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you guys made, met, made a whole bunch of friends, people that you've only met online. You met in person, all these amazing experiences. Uh, so the only thing that uh you know a lot of us don't know about because we weren't there um was this mystery tournament where we had you know the the finale of all of the starter deck tournaments correct that's correct yeah and we had i think it was like eight people somewhere around eight people from specifically from the lorcana hq who were like wearing lorcana hq jerseys right uh, were actually in that finale and so what uh, were you able to hang out around that that event? Yeah, I was. And I will say not only did we have eight people in there, but these were eight really good card game players. On on Saturday, the day before the event, they released an announcement about what their draft and sealed um tournaments would look like. And so right away I was like Sunday has got to be a draft or a sealed tournament. And sure enough, uh, Sunday rolls around and it's in the big like open it's, it was called Hall B um, so they had all the tables there but there's nothing stopping people from standing around and watching so because there were eight people there and just because I was curious we went down there and so what it was was they did have a, a sealed tournament and what that meant was everybody got Six, right? Was it six packs? Six packs, that's right. And they were tasked with constructing a deck, and there were no ink restrictions in this uh in this tournament. And so again, it took them like they, they said to be there at 9 30. The tournament started at 10, but they probably didn't start playing until like eleven. Because again, not only did they have to take pictures of their boosters, they had to take pictures of all the cards. That were in the six boosters, or maybe it was just the cards that were in their deck. So they had to assemble their deck, and then they came around and took pictures, and then they sleeved up, and then the tournament began. And I'm sad to report, but the Lorcana HQ did not represent very well in this tournament, as all eight members uh, lost that first round. And a lot of them dropped after that, I, I, and a few of them carried on. But it was just shocking to me, because... These are good card players. And these are people, I mean, not just within Lorcana, but they're just good card players in other games. But add on top of that fact that they are, you know, they've been playing Lorcana for weeks or months. The fact that not a single one of them progressed to the second round with the winning record just blew my mind. And so again, that was another thought that entered my mind. I was like, if I'm not even good enough to compete with these people... <laughs> <laughs> I'm nowhere near these other people that progressed to the second round with a winning record. 
So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it sounds tough and, uh, it sounds like that, that being a card player and a higher competitive, uh, venue is not easy. It, it takes a lot of work and these guys put in a lot of work and they still didn't make it through. Now, some of them may have been like, they didn't get a good, good packs, maybe not the best decks that they could build. Maybe they just didn't get the right draws. Who knows? They might've built something awesome. And then you don't get that right card and the other person does. And there goes the whole game. And obviously there was plenty of good enough players to take advantage of any little mistakes. So I think that was a big part of it because it really was dependent on what you got in your packs. But the other part too, is so many of us have been have been playing Lorcana with the idea that you can only play with two inks. And a lot of these people who were in the finals, they didn't have that restriction in their mind because so many of them, even the guy who won, I'm pretty sure uh, said that he had only played like Friday, you know, three days before the the starter or the finale. So that restriction wasn't in their mind. So maybe they were able to see those combos one when they were putting their deck together a little more clearly than those of us who have been looking at Lorcan as two inks only. Right. I don't know. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> so they got, it got down to eight winners and they got a really cool thing. They got like a bunch of uh, packs and I think a trove and they got another mat, the same mat, but that was signed by Ryan and Steve and a couple others. So they got some cool stuff. They got, I think they might've gotten a few other things, but basically they got some cool stuff. Yeah. And that was basically it, except for the enchanted seekers, all of the people who were the first on Sunday, they got to go and go to an event that was private, that was, uh, you know, exclusive to just those 12 people, which I don't think all 12 of them showed up because some had to go out of t- back out of town. Yep. Um, but they got to go and we found out that they basically got to go and do the same exact thing, play a sealed tournament. But it was multiplayer and they got to play it against the devs. So like Ryan, those lucky ducks Matthew and Rochelle and basically a bunch of the people from from Ravensburger who were there got to play against the the enchanted seekers and then they got uh, again some they got obviously the cards that they played with and they probably got some other stuff I saw one picture I think was posted where they actually had a life-size ink caster made yeah that they could take pictures with yeah, that's crazy. That's so cool. And they had those giant cards that if you saw the video, I think on like Instagram and TikTok is the only place they put it, um, where the Enchanted Seekers, when they got their cards approved that they were the first, they got a picture with Steve uh, with this giant uh, version of the card. It looked like it was like two feet tall. And they said that it was actually made from the same card stock and with the same foiling as the regular cards. So it was a really nice looking card, but they just got a picture with it. They didn't get to keep those cards. They think those, those cards back. are tournament legal? No, I don't think so. <laughs> they, t- they took them back to the office, so they didn't give them to them. I thought, man, that, that, wouldn't, that would have been like the greatest collectible ever to get those giant cards. That would be awesome. Oh, I did want to say one more thing. Um, at the end of the tournament, they actually gave you this certificate that said, this certificate uh, shows that you participated in the first ever Lorcana tournament at Gen Con or something like that. Like they didn't have to do that, but it's such a cool souvenir that we'll get to hang on to forever. So how many first can you claim now? I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> the two best ones though, are the first ever winner of a Lorcana game using real cards in public, not some private testing game. And now you competed in one of the first ever Lorcana tournaments or technically the first ever Lorcana tournament because it was a multi-day event. Yep. Yep. It's true. Well done. All right. Well, that's kind of a wrap on all of the stuff that happened, but why don't you just tell us if there's any like one specific thing that was like your biggest surprise or maybe also, and, or your biggest takeaway from the convention. Say my biggest takeaway is something we've talked about already, but it's definitely the community. Um, we had people like Pavel flew all the way from Bulgaria and, uh, people just traveled from all over to be here. And it wasn't like, you know, as 
our group versus their group, but it was really like we were just one big happy family. Like I know that sounds cheesy, but the the community that that has been built up around Lorcana is truly remarkable. And I know there were some people that made comments like, "Well, these tournaments show that." there are going to be a new type of people coming to Lorcana and I don't know if the community is ready for it, but I feel like we are. I feel like uh, we're strong enough that we're going to maintain that like positive attitude and like support each other uh, continually as we go forward. The biggest surprise or biggest thing I'm happy about is that even though we had a negative experience on Thursday, Robinsberger was listening to that and they I mean I don't know how it happened maybe it was Gen Con maybe it was Robinsberger maybe it's the fire department but regardless they rectified the situation that happened on Thursday and made it so that Friday Saturday and Sunday lining up to get product was a lot more orderly and a lot more fair um and this is something we didn't touch on either, but on Friday and Saturday, maybe Sunday, I can't remember, but they even brought like food and coffee and handed them out to people in the line. So, uh, yes, they messed up on that first day, but at least they were responsive to that instead of just being like, oh, what, what can you do? Right. Yeah. And yeah, that was that was amazing seeing them bring the donuts and coffee and juice and everything. And they showed up like really early too. I yeah, mean, was that like like somewhere around five or six a.m.? Yeah, I think so. That's crazy early. <laughs> after working after working the booth with that crowd all day the day before, man, that's that takes that takes a lot of work. I mean, they obviously didn't get much sleep because you know that there were meetings after. You know, they were probably having meetings with Gen Con trying to figure everything out. Anyway, uh, so that is really cool to hear. Uh, you know, I am I definitely saw that, you know, the community was just kind of rallied around itself and kind of just gathered up and just went forward in, in a much more positive manner after the first day, uh, after, you know, being demoralized. But uh, the regrouping happened and everybody uh, ended what looked like uh, uh, having a great weekend. So that was really good to see and i'm so glad that everybody had a good time overall yeah and even like i didn't even touch on this but some of my favorite parts were when we didn't have anything going on the the jw marriott had an open gaming area that was this massive ballroom and it just was set up with tables and tables where people could set up and play games and so many of us went there and we played games but mostly we traded and uh it was just fun to actually sit down and, and play with our friends in a non-competitive way. So real those, are, those are some those are some good memories too. Real cards. You got to play with real Lorcana cards. Real cards. And you know, I'm I think I've mentioned this before. I'm not a trader by heart. Like when I open something, I'm like, this is mine, and I have a hard time letting go. But I tried really hard to be okay with trading. Um, and it was actually like, it didn't kill me, but, but people would say, you know, what have you got for a trade? I'm like, I don't know. Cause I don't even know what deck I want. So once I finally settled on a deck, then it was a lot easier to trade. However, now that I've been play testing the deck, it's not very good, <laughs> but you're going to get more eventually someday. Eventually, yes. more. That's so. what I tell myself. I, I was like, you know, I really like the ramp package in Sapphire, and I like the big bodies in Sapphire. And Amethyst has amazing card draw. So basically, I threw the card draw and some control cards from Amethyst and with a blue package, but it's not not been very good. Just just keep fine-tuning it. Just keep, <laughs> keep doing little tweaks here and there until you find something that works. That's right. Uh, I did actually want to ask a question. This is completely different, you know, not even like, about the whole Lorcana thing, but did you ever make it over to Lucas Oil where they had all of the, again, like a bunch of play areas set up, like a law all on the floor of the, the stadium? I actually didn't. And here's my excuse. After the first day, after Thursday, I had huge blisters on my feet. <laughs> it was like painful to walk anywhere. My shoes 
completely blew out on me about two days before Gen Con. So I had to go buy new shoes. And I normally walk eight to 9,000 steps a day at work. I mean, at Gen Con, I was averaging about 12,000. So I was walking more, but I can only attribute it to the shoes. It's new shoes. You never want to have new shoes going to a convention. They will destroy your feet like what happened to you. When I knew that, but I was like, well, well, what are my options here? Right, exactly. Yeah. No, uh, so for those in the future, when you're going to a convention, the two best things you can do is if you're going to buy new shoes, buy them at least a week before and make sure you walk a lot. But also another thing is bring two pairs and switch them every other day because that will really help. Even though you're walking the same amount, wearing two different shoes keeps your feet from getting overly tired in the same shoe. Yeah, and I flew Southwest and they have the two bags fly free. So people made fun of me for bringing an empty suitcase. But you know what? When I came home, it came in handy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, Eric was having that problem. He's like, I bought too much Lorcana and I don't know how to get it home. <laughs> oh. And he had to leave right from there to Japan. Yeah, it's so, true. So, I mean, he had lots of issues with uh, what was going to happen. And then, of course, you know, in Japan, he's buying all kinds of Pokemon stuff. So <laughs> he, he brought it on himself. It's a rough life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I think he made it to the FedEx. They have like a FedEx yeah, center. He did. There. He he's able like, to ship a lot of stuff home. They, he said they locked the door behind him that he barely made it in like with like a minute to spare. Lucky duck. Yeah. So anyway, that's Gen Con. Uh, so moving forward, uh, we are going to be, uh, well... We're going to be a week away from release of the game. Yeah. And we can talk about stuff like, oh, I don't know, actually having the cards and what we've opened and what we've played with and what the events were like. So next episode, we're probably just going to do another regroup, maybe talk to some other people about stuff, about Gen Con possibly, and kind of like preview what's coming up. But then, you know, we're moving into the having uh, gameplay and stuff, actual gameplay and cards is coming soon, much sooner than it was for the last six months. <laughs> yes. Uh, but let's Hallelujah. move to uh, Lorcana Lexicon. And what word are we going to discuss today? So this was a word that you actually recommended, and it's game set versus play set. And since you suggested it, I'll let you take this one. Uh, game set or master set, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, so play set is an easy one. It's the amount of cards needed to have the maximum amount of cards of any one card in a set. So in Lorcana, you are allowed to have up to four copies of any one card in your deck. So that means a play set would be four of every single card in a set. In that case of Lorcana, there's 204 cards, unique cards. So you would need 800 and 16 cards in order to have a play set of Lorcana. That's that's difficult. <laughs> Can I say this though? I met at least two people that were like either had done that or were like five cards away from doing it. Which is crazy. It that's, really that's is. So much buying and trading. So much. I mean, now from what we've understood, uh, just opening like two booster boxes gets you really close to a play set of like all commons and uncommons. So that's all done. It's just the rare super rares and legendaries that are the issue, which is always the case. Um, but so a play set is getting all the cards. So when you're building your deck, you don't have to worry about not having four cards of the best cards to put into your deck for all the consistency that you want in those decks. Um, now, a master set is different. That is one of every unique card in a set. So in my opinion, a master set of Lorcana, the first chapter, is going to be 420 cards because it is 204 base cards, 204 foil cards, one of every card, and 12 enchanted rarity cards, which are the alternate arts. So that is a master set of Lorcana, the first chapter. Your rookie, what about all those promo cards? Uh, that Those are different <laughs> sets, but I would consider that as well. I intend to have one of every single card produced by Lorcana that is released up to the 1st of September. So that means I want a 420-card master set. I want all the promos, and that means the GamesCon promo is going to be like, I got to figure out a way to get that, which right. 
uh, I am so unbelievably lucky to have uh, these multiple people who all are like, hey, James, I got you a Gen Con promo. Jared got me one. Eric got me one. Connor got me one. All these people got me one. And I'm like, I only need one. So I had to take it from <laughs> one of you. But then like Eric's like, well, I got to give one to Beth too. So uh, Beth is getting one it's for hers and I'm getting one. And uh, what are you going to do with yours, Jared? The one you were planning to give to me. Well, at some point I want to do a giveaway on the channel. So why don't we just make that happen? When this uh, show goes live, I'll post it on Twitter. We'll do a giveaway of a Mickey Mouse promo from Jincon. Very cool. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah. All right. We're joining the 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 giveaways. Uh, there's so many people giving away cards. It's awesome. See, and that's why that's why I've kind of held off on it for a bit because I'm like everybody else is doing it. Yeah, let them all give them away, and then you can be like, yeah. <laughs> so guess what? Still more to give away. <laughs> But then I was thinking, as soon as it releases at the local game store, there's going to be even more giveaways. So, yeah, uh, at some point, you just right in between, you just got to do it right in between the first (laughs) giveaways, the first round, and the opening of everyone's packs rounds. So there you go. So we're doing a giveaway. Jared's doing a giveaway on Friday when this drops, and that'll run for however long you want it to run—a few days, probably. Yeah. Um, And then. Uh, do we have any news? I've not really been keeping tabs on the news. No, you have not. Um, uh, let's see. What news did we get? Um, well, I, we kind of just talked about some of the news that dropped. Like you mentioned that the um, the organized play rules for draft and sealed uh, came out uh, during the weekend. Um, we did not get a single bit of second set news. Uh, we, of course, have the enchanted cards that we mentioned, which there's the secret rares. There are 12 cards there. They seem to be about as rare as legendary foil cards in the boxes, about the same rarity as those, which are about one every, we think, three or four boxes. We're not sure because there's not enough boxes open to know. Um, and I think that's about it for news. We don't, I mean... Allocation is still an issue. We know that stuff's coming out on September 1st. We know that big box stores are getting it. We know all that. So yeah, not really a whole lot of news yet. I guess they released that little teaser trailer that says, Oh yeah. The story begins and it's like a minute long video of these kids and like a, I don't know. It kind of looks like they're in a, like having a poetry slam or something, but nobody's there. Right. And this girl gets really bored and she walks out and sees the, logo for Laura Khan and then she steps on it and is transported to the great illuminary. So we think it's going to be like the the story of the girl we saw in the very first trailer a year ago, almost a year ago, um, where uh, there's a girl using the ink caster for the first time. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Uh, but we don't know for sure because they say she looks a little different, but it's like, you know, you know, we'll see how it goes, but it's like part one. Uh, yeah. of the story and, and there's going to be <laughs> more coming so that's going to be really cool uh, so if you want to see that it is on the uh, story page of the official website disneylorcana.com and they also posted it to their social medias if you want to go watch it there alright that's about it for the news so now it's time for some Disney Jeopardy and All right. I am going to go really easy on Jared because I know that he went to Gen Con and he's probably still tired even after three days I know how it is coming home from a convention. <laughs> I know what's up. So I'm going to give them some softballs, mostly. All right. All right, Bring here it. we go. For 100, what is the name of the girl Max was in love with in a Goofy movie? Who is Roxanne? Right. And for 200, what is the name of the character who proposes to Anna in Disney's Frozen? <laughs> who is... Oh, proposes to Anna? Wait, are there two of them? Who is Hans? Correct. I was gonna, I was gonna go with Kristoff, and then I was like, wait a minute, he doesn't propose until Frozen Two, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So for three hundred, Maui steals whose heart to give humanity the power of creation in Moana? Who is Tafiti? Tafiti. That is correct. For four hundred. Why is Flynn Rider wanted in Tangled? 
Wow, I can see the wanted poster in my mind. I want to say because he stole. Oh, yeah. What is because he stole the crown? Correct. Because he is a thief. Because What is because he's a thief? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. All right. Now I'm going to throw you a curveball for 500 because it's the 500 point. Now it could be, and it probably is incredibly easy, but it is a curve. Which actress stars in Disney's The Princess Diaries? Which actor? Yes, the actress who stars in in The Princess Diaries. Who is Anne Hathaway? That is correct. Booyah! Five for five. See, I tried to throw you a curveball by not asking an animated question. That might be my first five for five. It might be. Way (laughs) to go. Okay, so all done? Gen Con wrap up, wrapped up. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. So if you liked what you heard, you can follow us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on the podcasting platform of your choice. Of your choice. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana and James. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere online at Dan Regal, or you can check out geekshotphoto.com for links for uh, photography and social media and stuff for my wife and I. And thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.